I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. Yeah. Hello, hello. Welcome back, ladies and gents, to another installment of the Change My Mind podcast, part of the hashtag Dorkshare Gooniverse, along with Geeks Worldwide Radio, and of course, we can't forget our friends at Midnight.fm. We've discovered a map on the back of the Declaration of Independence. Our podcast is chosen, Nick. 60% of the time, we work every time, and nobody makes us bleed our own, no, but blood nobody nick mark that down i am wesley sykes and through the other side of the ether is the brick tamlin to my west man tooth mr nick fryer nick what is what is good <laughs> so so much for being nicer to me in 2021 Ooh. hey guess what you messed up dickhead that's what you mm. get for calling me brick tamlin <laughs> come on it was brick tamlin or it was champ kind you know uh he's brick tamlin's memorable yeah well, i guess champ kind he, is he turned out to be no? He just turned out to be gay for Ron later. That's all it is, right? Uh, yeah, that's all it was. Okay, yeah. I'd rather take Brick yeah. than uh, uh, Champ than Brick. So what okay. the hell? Brian Fantana was off the table. Just <sighs> so you know, he's too cool, too cool for school. There, uh, Nick. Uh, you know, w- w- we have a very fun episode in store. We had to throw a little really? bit of a curveball here, but uh, before we do that, Nick, uh, I have an intro question for you, and perhaps mm. we bring in our guest at the moment uh, for to help with guess? this. Yeah, we do. We do. I don't want to introduce them just yet, but uh, okay. you can uh, you can only eat one category of food for the rest of your not life, Nicholas. Uh, and those are Italian, Mexican, Asian, or American, which I defined as like burgers and fries and barbecue. Like, oh, I will, what are you choosing? And, and to help help with that answer, I'm going to bring in uh, a, a regular beefcake uh, in in a DSG in his own right, Billy D twenty four eleven of the pop culture pile driver. And I've heard it both ways. Uh, of course. Of course. Where, where I always screw yeah, up the intro. Not, not me. <laughs> you know, I haven't heard is that we have friggin' Billy D on tonight. I would not have greenlit this. <laughs> that's that's true, true, yeah. Well, hopefully you guys can hash it out. It's been a while since, uh, of course, your last appearance uh, with, with our, our dear friend Doc on the uh, CMM debate. Fatal four-way matchup between uh, Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. So, Billy, welcome back. But uh, on to more pressing matters. Uh, let me repeat the question one more time. You can only eat one category of food for the rest of your life. Italian, Mexican, Asian, or American. What are you choosing? Damn. I mean, probably Mexican because it's more versatile than anything. I would say Italian to get the pizza, but I do want to get into a decent shape right now. I am a round shape. I feel like if I ate in Mexican more often, you know, you can go burrito bowl, but you can still have a burrito if you want to, you know, really spice things up. They have some pretty good desserts too. So it's tough. Uh, I think I'm going to go Mexican too, for the same reason Bill's talking about that. It's, it generally has the healthier options, but if I'm talking strictly flavor, I'm probably going to go with Asian, but with Italian too. Hey, Wes, you've been to Riccardi's over in New Bedford. They of have the, the gluten-free pizza. Oh my God. I, I can eat a whole thing in one night. I don't gain a pound. It's amazing. So I'm going Mexican, but there are a lot of other good options. It's tough. Italian, you know, this time of the year, it's a lot of comfort food. You know, you, you got a lot of lasagna, a lot of pasta, a lot of meat sauce, uh, maybe, maybe some of the gabagool as uh, Mr. Brian Antonelli, uh, who just chimed in on the stream here. 
Uh, so, so that's tough. You know, Mexican, I, I like the health factor of it. Uh, it usually runs through you quick, too. It doesn't stay in the system long, which I think also is a, is a benefit. Both of them. Asian food, though, I won't sleep on that because, it, you know, it's Asia, big country. I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know if you guys are up on your topographical skills. India is uh, still considered uh, Asian. But yeah, you got you got some Thai food in there. You got you got some Japanese. You got some some little hibachi, some some, uh, you know, a little, little bit of sushi action there. I, I might go Asian food there. Just hold, hold COVID, right? Am I right, guys? Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no bat, please. Thank you. It's it's definitely my number two here. If we're talking flavor and like they're all on the same level of health, I would probably go aged in this too. But all right, well, I appreciate you guys taking the time, and of course, Billy, we brought you in here today because we are going back to another five star idea, of course, from the mind of uh, very own Wesley J. Sykes, and it's the Build a Cinema Draft 2004. So we are going to be doing uh, exactly what that, that title entails. We'll be building a cinema based off of six categories, which we will explain a little bit later in the program, uh, based off the movies that were released in the year 2004. Great year. Mm. Red Sox reversed the curse that year. What else happened? Patriots won uh, three or four Super Bowls. Yes, sure did. Yes, they did. That's Bill's it's favorite team. Look at it, right? <laughs> Two out of three, three out of four. That, that Super Bowl thing is always kind of tricky. It's three out of four, I think. I yeah, but the 2004 Super Bowl that happened for the 2003 year, right? right. That, was, that was February 2004. Gotcha. So wouldn't technically it have been 2005 it happened? This would be the right. 2005. Yeah, so that, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. So now, now we're just caught up in a time loop here. We don't know. you know, Well, you would have got both technically, right? It would be the 2004 season and like the 2003 championship too, right? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's like Madden rules, man. Who knows? Yeah. You know, who really knows? Uh, but, you know, I think that's a very pressing question as we move forward to our trending now, Nick and Billy. WandaVision Season 1, Episode 4. Who knows what's going on here? What, do you, what are your thoughts? We got, we got a, a point of view from the S.W.O.R.D. perspective, which I love. A little bit of a Monica Rambeau backstory. Uh, you know, I, I have a question. Where are we in the MCU timeline? What does it all mean, Nick? That's what we want to know. Ooh, that is that is a good point. Before we get into all that, though, the, the way they've brought everything together. I mean, look, Marvel is amazing at this all the time, right? Connecting the dots and, and having characters cross paths and everything. That's why one of the big reasons why they've been so successful. But they always do it with the bigger names more so than anything. We've seen them do it with smaller characters, but this time... They did it in a way like like we have somebody who we saw from Thor. We get Ant Man, and then of course Monica Rambeau uh, with her mom from um, Captain Marvel. Just three characters you'd never necessarily think are going to cross paths. And when we saw what is um is it is it is it Agent Wu? Is that his name? Wu Wu Jimmy Wu. Okay, so when we see him, as soon as I saw him show up, I was like I gasped. Honest to God, because it's like I would never have thought. And the same thing with Darcy too. I mean, we can't get enough Cat Jennings, right? Isn't is Mac, uh, is Mac a big fan of her? Is that who it is? I think. I mean, I think he's a Dennings? big fan of a part of her. Yeah. Is it, sure. is it yeah. Jennings or Dennings? I can't remember. She stinks. Dennings. She's Dennings. Yeah. It's Kat, Kat. I wasn't a big fan of her in this. Of course, she, she's two like, uh, an integral part in a. <laughs> Nice. Uh, well, well done. So really, really in on the rug there, uh, but she plays an integral part of the puzzle here, right? I want to know though. So when when Monica Rambo gets sent out through the the sphere or whatever, and she's glowing and that stuff, right? She's going to become a superhero at some point, right? Young Avengers uh, at some point. Does does Monica does uh, uh, Scarlet Witch Wanda give her her powers there? Is that something you see maybe a little later on? I don't think so. 
I don't get the impression that that's going to happen. I, I believe she becomes Photon uh, later on in the show to, uh, as a, a little bit of illusion when they show Maria Rambo Photon, uh, you know, her, her little plaque mm. up all there. Or was that a way of them saying, we respect the past and we're going to acknowledge it, but moving forward, we're not going to have her do that? No, absolutely not. Okay. I'm Billy, Billy, you got you, you want to weigh in here? Oh, Billy's still on, here. On, on that confused. stuff? No, I have no idea. I know that, you know, if you google that name it comes up as she's like a marvel character so obviously she's going to be a superhero at some point maybe in the universe mm -hmm. but i you know i think this show is amazing i've loved the first four episodes this last one goosebumps even in like the recap and then once she got into that intro scene it was amazing it's just so brilliant because now i think that you've opened up so many different things that you can do you can do different points throughout that like period of time between infinity war and Endgame, and they would be compelling pieces of storytelling because people were gone and like you could do some great stuff with that and then i just really liked you know the way they weave the story back and forth throughout like and on the old tv i thought that was a really nice touch yeah yeah and i know you mentioned this from the get uh in the in the group chat billy about uh that that first three minutes and you get that blip thing and i thought that was awesome because we get the blip come back in uh spider-man far from home and it looks kind of joyous and it's kind of fun and like ceremonial but this is chaotic this is probably what it would really be in, in the hospital like that so i i really like that nick and i always talk about this on the show about you know what's average people doing in a day-to-day -day life in the mcu world so i think that was kind of an interesting look uh, but the timeline thing had me confused. So this is really like three, it's like three weeks in a day is is what I figured out on here. So oh, is this, so how long is Endgame? You know, how long is are the events of Endgame in this movie? Because you know the blip comes back with the the Hulk snap, right? That's when everyone comes back, right? So how long are the events from that from when where Wanda comes back? You know, and the final fight scene to kick Thanos's ass, and she really has that great great impression to where she is now do you know do you know what i mean yeah that's a good point because i did i did out loud while watching this episode say how long is this taking because it went it said 24 hours later right they had the whole thing set up after monica got sucked in and then yeah. like was it the next it seemed like it was the next day or something to that effect where kat dennings like found her in in the course of it all and then she gets released so yeah that that was a little weird that's a good point wes and and they say uh, the acting director of Sword there, that guy, you know, with the strong jaw, you know, he was saying that uh, it's been, you know, you've reported three weeks back and you're the first one to report back here. So I'm not surprised that you were the first one. So that's when like all those events oh. kind of start kicking off. And then it's the 24 hours uh, later, it's three weeks in a day. You know, how long is this show? So, so that's like, as soon as they start tying in everything to the MCU, that's where my mind kind of runs and it takes me out of the show. I'm not saying as a knock, but that's kind of like, you know, they built up everything where I want to know all that kind of connective tissue and everything. I um, mean, I, th I think they give you a pretty good dead giveaway of what happened to Wanda and where she went right after the battle. Because, I mean, I, like, we're basically spoiling stuff now anyways, right? Yeah, we, yeah come on, that's what we well, do. For this episode, yeah. So, like, when Vision like his head was all cracked up at the end of that episode and he was kind of like dying. She can manipulate yeah. time, right? So she probably went back to the time right before he died and is now keeping him alive in this weird state. I don't know if she can manipulate time. She like that, According to Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, look, that, that is, in fairness, her power. Really be known contributor to Wikipedia, by the way. That's very true. <laughs> That's right. I might. But, but the, <laughs> but I don't think they've put a like an official limit on what Wanda's powers are in the MCU. In fairness, but I don't I don't think um, 
we I, that would be a reach, I, I think, if they decided to do that. But she's she's either doing that or she's reanimating Vision. Either way, but but Wes, I think you did clear it up a little bit for the timeline. We now see it's been three weeks, pretty much since the events of Endgame that this happened. Because that that the Rambo getting sucked in and her getting kicked out was basically a day, if not two. Yeah, and the other thing that kind of t- t- you know tipped me off to the timeline, of course, is Wu, you know, doing the magic trick on the card. So that's obviously post Ant Man and the Wasp. Like he's obviously picked up the the close hand magic stuff from uh, from Scott Lang there, which I love. Last thing on uh, WandaVision, who is Wu's informant? That was uh, something that I haven't seen brought up in a lot of like things that I've read and watched after that. So the whole reason why he came out to this town was because he lost an informant. That's what he was saying to Monica Rambo. Who's the informant? It's gotta be. Uh, what's Catherine Hunt's character's name again? I can't Agnes? Remember. I don't know. Yes, yeah. No, it's, it? definitely, it's definitely her. Because she, in the comics, she has abilities too. She's not... She but, they but they don't ID away. her on the, on the thing. They have uh, licenses to everyone else, except for her. Mm-hmm. They also... She also, right before Vision went back in the house, when he heard the noise, she was like, well, we're all here because dot, 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 dot. So maybe mm-hmm. she knows something. She definitely knows something. Oh yeah, she's she's a witch. She's a witch. She's been she around forever. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 my yeah. That's just my prediction. So do we burn uh, her? Don't, don't listen to the spoilers that are out there. Uh, I caved because that's the type of I know. person yeah. that I am. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I think uh, very oh. very interesting stuff coming up for episode five. We got more MCU news though, Nick. Before before we do that, real quick, I came across a spoiler before I saw the episode because I waited till night to watch it, and I was over on Instagram and somebody posted a picture of Vision at the end of the episode, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Oh, like, I mean, for next like this this coming week's episode. Oh, oh yeah, but like you just people can't just like it was it was a comicbook.com's Instagram account, and and I'm like I'm thinking you you already posted this it's like eleven o'clock in the morning. You couldn't wait till later in the day. You have to share this shit right now of all the images. So, I mean, like I, we kind of hadn't, well, actually I didn't know it was coming. So that sounds like a you problem, man. You got to watch it sooner. <laughs> I like to wait to watch it with certain people. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, uh, speaking of the MCU, so MCU stuff though, Wes, we did see some images from Thor, Love and Thunder. We got to look at Chris Hemsworth and how he's going to look in this movie. And we got to look at Chris Pratt. And we also got uh, some images from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we saw Baron Zemo and U.S. Agent. Any of those guys? Um, anybody interested by any of those images we saw today? Baron Zemo, the second greatest villain in the MCU today. That's all I'm got, got to say about it. Are you sure about that? Yes, very, very confident. Uh, so it's Thanos and then him. Yes. Mm, I think we're gonna have to do an episode on that sometime. <laughs> the only two heroes who have accomplished their goals. Villains. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Well, no, I guess it depends on how you look at it. From what's no, and that makes it a good villain when you believe when they believe in the uh, the thing they're carrying out. For me, it was Thor and his arms. I mean, mm-hmm. I know he's bulking up for the um, the Hulk Hogan movie, so it really doesn't matter if you're fucking mm-hmm. a god if you look a little bit bigger. But I need to know what his arm day routine is. And I've said this before; I'll say it again. I can see why women find him attractive to the point where I might as well just admit I'm attracted to him because could he looked like a <laughs> he legitimately looked like a god. <laughs> he did. You're absolutely right. Hair looks like, great. Like he looks great. Braid, the single braid oh, yeah. kind of going down there is very cute. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see his arm routine, routine though. I do like him, Henry Cavill, uh, Wolf, uh, Hugh Jackman when he was playing Wolverine, oh, yeah. all those routines. Yeah, they all got they got some good shit. I don't know how they do it. I remember seeing like the 300 workout for the Spartans. That shit was nuts. It's H- It has to be HGH. Oh, I mean, yeah. They're, they're, they're going to pump you up full of drugs, and then we're going to hire, you know, Gunnar Peterson, uh, strength trainer to the stars. 
No big deal. I interviewed him on my other podcast, and he's going to get you all pumped up. Of course. That's yeah. the secret. Yeah, I think Chris Pratt has admitted that he took some kind of substance. Yeah, they all do. They all yeah. do. They absolutely do. Uh, more MCU news. Stop me. You know, crazy MCU wave here. Uh, Disney Plus, Ryan Coogler agree on a Wakanda series development in Disney Plus. What do you think this means for Black Panther 2, which was set to come out on July 8th, 2022? Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess they found a way to pivot with after the passing of um, Chadwick Boseman. I'm assuming they're going to invest more in Shuri. But with the show, I, I don't know what they're going to do with that. Or maybe are, are you saying that they're, they're they're replacing Black Panther two? I think they, I think they're going to push back Black Panther two. I think this goes back on the back burners. I think it's tough to you know replace uh, Chadwick Boseman. I don't think they even really want to necessarily touch that. But, uh, but I think with this Wakanda series, it allows them to kind of carry on and then build up to eventually just replacing someone to come out with a Black Panther two and have a, a a new Black Panther without really any setup. I think this allows them that opportunity. And then I think it also brings up a really cool opportunity for Dr. Doom to come into the fold at some point with uh, Latveria uh, kind of being, could be Sokovia. You know, all, they have really cool um, ties in the comics too. Yeah, Doc brings up a good point in the chat. And I was going to ask this question. Do we know whether or not it was a prequel to Black Panther? Because that would be what I would want to see. I would want to see pre the timeline of that movie. Mm, King T'Chaka. Yeah. I would like and how they get the Wakanda uh, vibranium and all that stuff. I, I like that. That would be really interesting. Maybe it could be a little flash forward, a little flashback mm -hmm. sort of thing, get both of them in the, involved. Um, I like that. That could be really cool. Ooh, I like this last little addition that you have to the news, Wes. This is a good one. Yes, Netflix is developing a film. This is like super fast here. You know, this mm. is right on the, the heels of the Tiger King, Nick Cage a la movie here. Mm. Uh, they're, they're, Netflix is developing a film on the Wall Street Bets Bro slash GameStop stock craziness it's been going Already? on the past week yeah exactly uh deadline is reporting that noah Centi centineo who started into uh to all the boys i've loved p.s i love you uh will star and uh an oscar-winning writer mark mark bowl bowl uh, talks to write the script i i a thousand percent gonna want to watch this and i would think we would do an episode on this too wes this is like the big short, you know, uh, meets Wolf of Wall Street, meets Social Network, right? This could kind of be kind of like one of those cool things. Are they going like, to cast you in this, Wes? <laughs> are they going to cast? No, I got froze out before I could even get in, man. You know, <laughs> what they should get is Max, uh, college buddy who, who knew about this like back in November. Then, so should we start just this information with us at all? So the next big story, should we just pitch a Netflix thing right away? Because this is kind of crazy that they already have this because it hasn't even played out. You don't know the ending of this movie yet. It doesn't matter. This, this <laughs> goes to prove the lack of originality in Hollywood right now. And they're like, mm. um, let's just take real events. It's like, you know, it's like fucking Dick Wolf is producing. I was all just going to say, it's a lot from the headlines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm glad I connected on that joke. That was good. I, I'm done for the day here. Okay. Well, um, you know, I was, I was going to segue into this well for that, but that would have been real mean. Uh, just pick of the pod, Dustin Diamond. Uh, I was, you know, what's weird, guys, is so I watched, I, I was going to say this for the quarantine corner, but I watched Jojo Rabbit the other day. And mm -hmm. I, you know, the, the child actor in it is outstanding. And I said, well, hopefully he doesn't turn into. You know, a certain actor who was good as a child actor and then sucked later on. Then the next day I found out the same actor who I insulted has died. That was kind of weird. 
that's bad karma, man. You gotta uh, light some sage and uh, say a quick uh, hail mary or something. You know, a couple our fathers. I'll call yeah, I once gave Julia child a death sentence. I said, "Isn't she dead?" And the next day, she died. <gasps> no, oh, you didn't. Who doesn't love Julia Child? So oh. I felt bad about that. Oh, you're terrible. Then did you go and like, try to play the lottery or see if these like telekinetic abilities worked like outside of just? I think I stayed them? in the house all day just in case something bad happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like she was older. Like this is this is you know a guy who passed away you know far too young. Yeah, only forty four years old. Yeah, and isn't, isn't Julia Child? Isn't she known for like cooking with fat? Oh yeah, <laughs> like like lard. Yeah, sounds about right. I'll catch up with you. All right, well, I say it's time for us to go over to the comic book minute presented by Rogue Grips. Use promo code FRIAR on roguegrips.com to get 25% off your first order. And uh, this week, I reviewed Future State, The Next Batman, which has been a huge hit series. And I know Doc is uh, reviewing Superman and Metropolis, which we talked to Sean Lewis about on TLDR, which you can find here on the Change My Mind audio channel, as well as Geeks Worldwide radio and also a big one Wes I told you about Falcon and the Winter Soldier that series I was very excited about that never yeah. got a chance to pick it up well the trade came out this week it's just a five issue series I'm in the process of reading it right now I like it through the first two and a half issues and we I will be talking about it this week on TLDR for oh, I got sure. one, two hard nipples, Nick. That's very exciting news. Nice. I, now he's got to go for the trifecta and get you a pants tent city. Um, yeah. But that, but we'll talk about it more on TLDR later on in the week. Of course, we stream that on Wednesdays, and uh, the audio comes up on Fridays for you guys here and on Geeks Worldwide Radio. Before we switch out of the comic book minute, though, Bill, are you reading anything these days? Uh, Instagram in the morning and at night in the afternoon. That's about it. Twitter. Right. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Am I reading things? No, I'm looking at pictures. That's mm. Well, sometimes girls post pictures of a quote, so you got to read right. that. That's true. That's a good point. That's, <gasps> that's a good point. I like there you that. go. Hey, there pictures are pictures of text comments. are like half of Instagram now. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, you, you do need a good graphic card every now and again. That's that's good. Uh, speaking of graphic cards, on to segue number three here. Look at that graphic card. If you're on our live stream, Bill of Cinema 2004. Mm. Movie draft. How about that, Nick? Nailed it. Uh, so this is what you do. You know, of course, you may be uh, a little unfamiliar with this this new game that we like to do here on the Change My Mind podcast. Uh, go back and take a listen to our episode with the uh, pick of the pod, uh, Lucy Burge, build for the Build a Cinema 2000 movie draft. Uh, so here's the deal. we have we have six categories. So we have blockbusters, which is defined as any movie that made more than a hundred million in the uh, domestic box office, action adventure, comedy, horror, or animated drama, wild card, utility, the Ben Zobras category, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, and then and then just as a little bit rule explainer, uh, say for example, Spider-Man 2 came out this year. Uh, that made more than a hundred million, and is an action adventure movie. Uh, say if, if that goes with the first pick, you have you can put that in either category. Mm -hmm. So then, like uh, you know, you still have maybe action adventure. Maybe if that's a loaded category, you want to keep that open, and there's not a lot of blockbusters. You know, there's a little bit of strategy involved. Do I have to choose that right away though, or can um, I switch it? Can I make a late round like addition. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think you could do that. We'll allow that here. Yeah, you can you can say that this is going to be my action movie, and if it falls under, you can switch it out and make it your wild card later. I'm sure we'll allow that. We haven't done that before, but 
Yeah, I think, I think that works though, because in a normal fantasy draft, right? You know, you got to make changes, you got to pivot on the fly. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, Nolan Ar- Arnado is going to be your third baseman, but you know, maybe he switches over to DH. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because As he plays in St. Louis. Aaron Boone's available, right? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, because he plays in St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, anyways, so <laughs> uh, let's see, Wes. We got to go over a couple things before we set uh, reveal the draft order. Right, in 2004 was a great year. I'm happy you brought this up, Nick. The, the 77th of 77 severed on the notes right down there. Uh, 77th Oscars Best Picture nominees took place in February 2005. A uh, little, little allusion to what we were talking to before. That's full circle, baby. Uh, Million Dollar Baby was the winner, uh, followed by The Aviator was nominated, Finding Neverland, uh, Ray, and, of course, the, uh, the Wine Aficionado Classic Sideways. And then the Golden Globe Best Motion Pictures nominees were, uh, let's see, The Aviator, uh, which won, Sideways, which won for Comedy, uh, Closer, Finding Neverland, Hotel Rwanda, Kinsey, Million Dollar Baby, Eternal Sunshine for the Spotless Mind, The Incredibles, and The Phantom, oh, sorry, Phantom of the Opera, and Ray. Yes, and of course, who could forget our favorite movie award show, the 2005 MTV Movie Awards, which took place in June. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie of the year went to Napoleon Dynamite, uh, followed by Kill Bill Volume 2, Spider-Man 2, Ray, and The Incredibles. And then there are the 25th Razzie Award winners uh, for Worst Picture. Um, the winner was Catwoman, which actually came up recently in one of our conversations. It did, right? How ironic. Yes, and then uh, we also have Alexander that was nominated, Super Babies, Baby Geniuses 2. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then White Chicks. No, mm. White Chicks is great. Yeah, I don't think White <laughs> Chicks belongs on there. Uh, but so, so there is a nice question before we open things up to the draft. Who won 2004? I have a couple list of nominees for you folks, and if there's anyone else that jumps out at you, please uh, feel free to jump in. My first nominee, I think this is the clear-cut winner in my opinion, uh, Ben Stiller. He had two blockbuster comedy hits with Dodgeball and Meet the Fockers, as well as a, a comedy classic and Along Came Polly, and then a mediocre run-of-the-mill uh, comedy movie in Starsky and Hutch. Four movies in 2004. Three think, great hits. Mm-hmm. I think that's not, a good not, one. Yeah, not the Jim Carrey one where he had, what was it, Dumb and Dumber, The Mask, and uh, Ace Ventura all came out yeah, in one year, I think, too, I like 93. But yeah, I mean, it was definitely me, Ben Stiller. He was awesome. So uh, I think a close second, uh, Nick was very close to bring this up too. Vince Vaughn, he co-starred mm-hmm. in a lot of these movies. Uh, of course, Dodgeball and Starsky and Hutch, but Anchorman as well. So to, to, to kick flip off of that, you got Will Ferrell, who had Anchorman come out, of course, uh, Rock the Nation. And he was also just coming off Elf, which came out in December of 2003. So, you know, kind of right around there. Yeah, I think the the best one, though, as much as, as Ben Stiller is definitely a worthy candidate, Wes, I think the best one you, you mentioned was... Rachel McAdams. I mean, The Notebook and Mean Girls. Mm. I, I mean, those are just those are two grand slams. As much yeah, as good as Dodgeball is, too, like completely different kinds of movies. Mm-hmm. And, and you talk about making a big splash. I mean, you know, we just said goodbye. Another pick of the pot here, Dustin Pedroia. You know, the, bursting onto the scene, winning the Rookie of the Year, the World Series, uh, the MVP, the Silver Slugger, uh, the the gold, uh, the Golden Gloves in his first two years mm-hmm. uh, in the position. I mean, her first year really in, in Hollywood, right, comes out with The Notebook and Mean Girls and two classics. We still yeah. talk about today. Yeah, 
I would say that New England were the winners in 04 because the Patriots and the Red Sox won. But I think for the sake of this, I'm going with Richard McAdams. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to give some love for Jamie Foxx real quick. Ray. Ray was on there, you know. And then he also was in Collateral, which is a nice uh, kind of underrated Michael Mann film. Tom Cruise plays a villain. He stole the acting chops. Like, he was the better actor in that film. And Tom Cruise, I don't think, has ever been bad. He's been in a couple of bad movies, but he's never been bad in a movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. You know, he, get, he gets no love. He's crazy, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, he's, he's good. I love him and all that stuff. Okay, so let's hop down to it, Nick. Uh, what, what did we decide for our draft order here? Well, we tend to give our guests the honor of first pick because it only seems fair. Last time we had a lady on, today we do again as well. So I feel like we're, so Bill's going to go first. <laughs> Sporting to change my mind shirt, which I appreciate very much. It looks great on you, Bill. It makes the chest look outstanding. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if that's appropriate for me to say or not, but here we are. Oh, and yeah. then I am going to go number two because I believe Wes uh, – yeah, we're going with that. West is going to go number three. I, don't, okay. I, I forget how we decided after that, but you're third. Well, no, you won rock, paper, scissors. So I thought you had a choice. Oh, oh that's what it was. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. I ha, I forgot. That's right. I won rock, paper, scissors, and I want to. So okay. there we go. All right. All right. So with the first pick in the 2004 Bill the Cinema Movie Draft, Billy D, step to the podium. You are on the clock right now. I think it's a no-brainer, and it's really uh, fortunate you gave this to me. I'm glad you did. I don't think I would have been as gracious on my podcast, but I am taking Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, because I think it is, if not the funniest movie I've ever seen, definitely one of the funniest movies I've ever seen, probably in my Mount Rushmore of comedies, if not just outside the top. There are so many quotable lines, and it gets better every time you watch it. It gets funnier. Will Ferrell, everybody in this movie is amazing, and there's so many legendary things from this movie. Now, this one falls under Blockbuster, right, Wes? I don't remember checking the box office on this. It's got a hundred and no, it doesn't. It's 90 million. Yeah, no, did not fall. Not a whole lot of movies fall under. Uh, there's probably about a dozen or so that fell under um, you know, the hundred million Blockbuster category. So this mm -hmm. is immediately going to the comedy or, mm -hmm. or wild card round, uh, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever you so choose there. I think that's a great pick. I think there are two real options here, uh, just kind of based on our, our audience and, and style. I think this was one of them. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't really screw up that first pick. For the number one pick or for the comedies pick, Wes? Uh, number one pick. Number one pick, yeah. I think and I think the other one was Spider-Man 2, which is what I'm going to go with in yeah. this one. Because it's, I mean, look, we, we actually did a whole episode talking about which is better, Spider-Man uh, the original or uh, Raimi, original Raimi Spider-Man or the second version of it. Wes argued for the second one. Rossi wouldn't appreciate that because he <laughs> thinks every second movie in a trilogy sucked, which is such a weird... I don't, Bill. Honest to God, I know I give you a ton of shit, but I, I don't do know how do I do it. Yeah, I don't know how you do it on a week-to-week -week basis. I listen to you guys, and I'm just thinking, what the fuck is like? How is Billy not insane right now? But uh, Spider-Man Two is obviously an outstanding movie. As much as I argued on behalf of Spider-Man uh, One, Doc Ock is outstanding in this, and to me, it's either this one or two. I, I kind of thought it would be number one, but Anchorman's a solid pick too. Yeah, the, the, the top two played out exactly how, how I thought it was going to be. So, you know, no no harm, no foul there. I think, again, top two no-brainers here. Um, number three, I'm going to go in the blockbuster category. Um, and I think I have to do this because uh, without this movie, uh, there would really be – without the story, I should say, there would really be no other basis for movies ever existing. There would be no no point of mm. existence for any of us. You take Citizens Kane? <laughs> No, Citizen Kane is a good one there. I know uh, he's taken. But without that, even even go way back before then, you know, Charlie Chaplin before without, you know, mm -hmm. way, way, way back. 
uh, to a time maybe maybe BC. Yes. Uh, and I'm go- I'm thinking about the time, of course, of the Passion <laughs> of the Christ, uh, which uh, was directed by Mel oh, Gibson, starring Jim Caviezel, uh, and pulled in 370 million. I saw this movie in theaters with my mother. Uh, had a, had a terrific cry, uh, and was really just an out of body experience. Uh, so I would be remiss if I did not take this uh, and just kind of keep up with the ongoing shtick. Uh, of being the god guy. No, I've been to, I've been to your house, Wes. Don't you don't need to tell people that's a stick. It's a real thing. He's got a cross in every single room. It I is. mean, he look at this. It's all wood in his house too. He's like uh, he's a carpenter, so he's basically Jesus, right? <laughs> no, no, I, listen, I don't want that's blasphemous. Okay, only Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, I just uh, I, I just try to follow the good book. That's well, yeah, you're like uh, what is what is it? Uh, the guy from um the original Meet the Parents, where he just tried to follow in Jesus's footsteps and be a carpenter. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly that. Uh, was it Owen Wilson's character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I I gotta say, Bill, uh, I'm surprised that it took you as long as it did to realize what Wes was taking for uh, for his first overall pick. I forgot that that movie came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it freaking killed in the box office, and apparently, it was like one of the highest grossing films worldwide, like of all time, for like a while. <laughs> as you can imagine, it's based on oh, the story never told. Did you throw out the number already? Because I think I saw on IMDb it was like three hundred seventy million. Yeah, three three seventy million domestic. Domestic. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so okay, yeah. so it's coming back to me. So I, I apologize for killing time here. So okay, so I have the Passion of the Christ. Uh, then I, I think I'm going to go to comedy because I think that's the uh, a really loaded category, um, and I want to mm-hmm. make sure I get something that I really need there. So I think I think I'm going with Mean Girls here. Um, <laughs> Because there's a couple other comedies I like. I might be able to go come back and get some of the more niche ones. But this is uh, probably after Anchorman, the premiere comedy of 2004. Again, still holds up to this time. Uh, what a moment for Lindsay Lohan. She was the screensaver on my home PC for a while. Um, you know, my had the mighty have fallen. That's, that's all I got to say about yeah. that. <sighs> so wait Mine a minute. was Maya back in the day. Oh, nice. Nice. I like that. So you're gonna take uh you're gonna go into the stacked category and pick make an early pick there when it's not the number one no brainer pick in uh, Anchorman. Does that make sense? Well, well you yeah, can I, also I slide this in a box office if you needed to because this made over a hundred million. Yes, but I, I'm using Passion of the Christ as my blockbuster because there are certain uh, dramas that I would like to keep open. So I got I got a strategy here. I appreciate the help. Okay, all right. Well, uh, that's a real kick in the pants. You know what? I'm gonna be that guy because you just took what I was gonna take. And for those who don't know, uh, Wes alluded to this earlier in the episode. Uh, we did an uh, episode on Harry Potter versus Lord of the Rings uh, a while back. And I was on the Lord of the Rings side. But I do love Harry Potter. I just want it to be known. In my favorite book, although I did stop reading the books after the fifth one, which I did like that one too. My favorite Harry Potter book is number three, The Prisoner of Azkaban, which Mars- is what I am going to take. Right mm-hmm. here, I'm gonna have that be my blockbuster, and I'm gonna have Spider Man 2 be my action adventure. Well, that's tough for me because I really do love that movie. I was hoping to get it even later because I didn't know if either of you guys would take it, so that's a great pick there. So I'm gonna have to scramble here because I really thought I was gonna be able to get Mean Girls, especially when he took the Passion of the Christ. So it's <laughs> uh, an odd juxtaposition. I no, think I'm just gonna back to back picks, you know, I could do that. Yeah, I think I'm going to skate my lane here, and uh, let me actually just check real quick what it did at the box office. Oh, uh, I feel good about my third pick, too. Oh, my God, this is going let's down. see here. Okay, yeah, so I'm going to take Dodgeball. 
a mm. true underdog story and just, you know, corner the market on the best comedies of the year, really. I mean, Mean Girls is up there too, obviously. But I remember seeing this in theaters with about 14 friends. And it was one of the, you know, all-time movie-going experiences. Uh, I think it doesn't get as good every single time you watch it, but it's still an enjoyable watch every single time. And then I'm going to corner the market on horror, and I'm going to take Saw. Okay. Uh, that's a great one, yeah. Pretty that's good for horror movies, actually. Surprisingly, for not being a horror guy, Saw mm-hmm. more than I thought. Yep. Dodge, dip, duck, dive, and dodge. dodge. Yeah. <laughs> But I think, can, I think as far as comedies, too, I think this has played out all chalk so far as far as Anchorman, Mean Girls, Dodgeball, best three movies of, of the mm-hmm. year. You know, so I think I think we're, we're kind of nailing it so far, not to pat ourselves on the back too much. I'm kind of surprised uh, how Dodgeball – it doesn't hasn't age poorly necessarily, but it's not it, – when that came out, it was so freaking popular. I felt like for at least a year, maybe two, and it just kind of – went away it doesn't get that same it, I, I know that super bad is a coming of age movie and everything and there are other ones that are like you know uh, hangover was just so unique and so different from what we've seen but dodgeball caught a ton of hype for a while and it doesn't get that same treatment that the others necessarily do that i, I felt like we're on a similar level at least when they first came out maybe we should talk about it yeah maybe we should get on the soapbox mm-hmm. i like that Maybe, all right well maybe we can yeah maybe we'll do that sometime um let's see so i am all set at blockbuster Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that sounded very insincere. Well, I'm trying to pivot into my draft. I, I like my picks because I got I got to focus on this too. All right, so all right, I'm gonna go out of the uh, drama category because mm-hmm. there's I think there were two clear cut drama picks here. One of them has already been taken in the Passion of the Christ, and I'm glad you had it, Wes. I would have felt bad if I stole that from you. The next one to me is a no brainer, and I believe we did a we did an episode on rom coms versus rom- like romance movies. Way back when we were at the um, WBSM studios with Tim, yeah. West, I'm going to take The Notebook for right my number three overall pick. Not surprising. This seems like something right up your alley. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like you're a real fault or uh, stars type of guy, but uh, The Notebook it, it seems appropriate for this year. Thank you very much. I had never seen The Notebook until about two years ago. Billy, I love it. I think we're in the same boat. I avoided that movie for the longest time until I watched it with my wife. So it's Yeah, like, I watched it with yeah. a girlfriend at the time, and it was pretty good. I did not see it the year it came out. I didn't see it till college uh, with my co- my then-girlfriend, and I did cry watching that a few times. Well, yeah. Tell me something I don't know. Am I right, guys? Am I right? Uh, so <laughs> I cry at everything, so. <laughs> yeah. I haven't felt anything in Thank a year. Uh, so moving That's forward she said. Uh, to my two picks, right? Is that, is that what's going on now? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, okay, here. Okay, so I have uh, action adventure open. Let's see. I got horror animated. I got drama. I got I got utility here. Um, mm, this is a tough one. Okay, so I'm going in the wild card car- category. Give me a long came Polly. Uh, okay. I, I love this movie. I think it's sneaky. One of uh, Ben Stiller's greatest movies. Uh, rest in peace. Pick of the pod, right? To uh, our man. What's his name? Why am I uh, blanking on his name there? Uh, you, you know you know who I'm talking about. Oh. No. He's uh, the fat guy uh, with, with the white hair. The fat he guy? William Capote. Who? He played William Capote. Won an Oscar. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Doc got you in the chat. So, all right, we're good. Anyways, Dustin Hoffman. Yes. <laughs> Whatever. Wes, well, I think you're, you're pick again. Yeah, yeah, it's me. Okay, sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm flustered here. I'm a little flustered. Okay, so, <laughs> uh, 
All right. What what else do I have here? Uh, I don't know. Are you keeping track? Yeah. No. I'm I'm just kind of like I'm trying to buy some time here. All right. So for <laughs> drama, there are so movie, many movies in this one, and you got you were ready for this way before me. I'm surprised. I know. But there's a lot. There's a lot of good movies to choose. Um, give me the butterfly effect. Oh, for a drama movie. Movie's <laughs> terrible. Oh, it's a great. It's Ashton Kutcher. You got uh, Ethan yes. Suplee. You got you got fat Ethan Suplee. You got uh, is it Amy Reed or I think yeah. it's Amy Reed, not Amy Ryan. I didn't love that movie. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I refuse to see that movie. Ashton Kutcher. I'm all set. Thank you very really? much. I really like was to point out that, that the last uh, build the cinema draft that we had, Nick chose Rec Room for a Dream for his drama category. So I just I just want to point that out there. Yeah, and I think who did Lucy end up winning that draft? I think I did. You did. Okay. Well, Lucy also took was it Norbit first or the yeah. Clumps something no, like that. The Clumps too. <laughs> the Clumps too. It's a good movie. <laughs> Number one overall pick, Bill. That's what she went with. The really. Wow, bold choice. You probably could have got that in the last round, but I like it. Yeah, probably could have. Uh, okay, all right. I am going to go into the wild card category. And this is actually, I believe, this also falls under the blockbusters. Um, I'm going to go with the Incredibles mm-hmm. for, my, for my next pick. Of course, we saw we took us forever to get the second Incredibles movie. And I actually still haven't seen that. I need to go watch that. But um, this was a great one. Uh, as kids, obviously, you get Samuel L. Jackson in it. And then... Oh, I can never remember the actor's name who plays Mr. Incredible, but um, all around fun time. And yeah, we were, you have kids, too. Yeah, the mom's my kind of lady, too. She's thick. Mm, with three yeah. C's. Yeah, a lot of C's. Mm. Have you ever seen that thing where it's like, um, who makes those movies? Pixar? Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like an idea, a meeting group, and they're like, what if we gave the mom an absolute dump truck for Because <laughs> they do. Every one of them just has like a giant ass. Just a grade A dumper. I love it. <laughs> Okay, so uh, you gotta give the dad something, right? To take yeah. the kid to see this. They usually make him a little fat. That you know, Fred Flintstone vibe. So I'm gonna go here because there's nothing really that I love. So I got to name my parents' dog a little while ago, and I named him after one of my favorite characters. Um, <clears throat> you know, throughout my college career, and it's Hector, uh, who played a big role in the movie Troy, a great Brad Pitt movie, uh, one of my favorite you know, war drama type of movies. Uh, this is a little bit long, obviously, but it's one of my favorite stories, you know, in that type of mythology. You know, the Iliad and the Odyssey were two of my favorite books in college. I was an English major and I did like the classics. So Brad Pitt as Achilles is phenomenal. Yeah, he, he did do a really good job. A long movie. I think it still might be on Netflix now. Uh, but I, I really like that movie as well. Um, well. I'll pencil that in for your your drama right now. Is that Orlando Bloom too? Yes, I Orlando think, Bloom. Yeah. I don't know who plays Hector, but whoever did is phenomenal. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, oh, yeah. No, we've seen him in other shit before. Orlando um, Bloom. Is it Banna? Is it Banna that plays him? Hector? Might be. Or is Orlando Bloom? It is Orlando Banna. Bro- Orlando Bloom plays the uh, best-looking prince there, uh, Paris. Mm-hmm. But it was Eric Banna. I was right. Doc yeah. shot me in the chat. So, um, but yeah, you know what's funny is that was that came out, I believe, or at least I caught wind of it after Lord of the Rings. And we see, you know, obviously Orlando Bloom is much more badass in those movies than he is in Troy. And I just, I, I didn't, I wanted to watch the movie at first, and they're like, oh wait a second, no. He's kind of a wimp in this. I want no part of this. I, I, it took me years. I didn't see this till I don't know, maybe. Well, three yeah, I mean, Paris is the classic, you know, uh, beta in this movie, and he's actually uh, what you might call a beta cuck because he's trying to steal somebody's. Mm, <laughs> might be, yeah, might be it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
But what, well, he could that that's he wouldn't be the cuckold in this situation. No, you're right. <laughs> no, he wouldn't be the cuck. That's a good point. So he would be like a like a beta. I don't I don't know what what is the cucky in that situation. I don't know. Is there a term for that? I don't know. But he's definitely a beta because uh, he yeah, hides well, behind. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I I I preemptively cucked him. Yeah. Well, yeah. There. I, I like that. Yeah. He's soft either way. That's what. Really he's very soft. Out. Yes. Okay. All right. I believe you pick again is yours, Bill. Uh, it is. Oh yeah. I get back to backs here. I was not prepared for that. Um. So <laughs> I'm scrambling here a little bit because I don't know. Uh, I didn't prepare as well. I was told about this last minute. So uh, give me a second while I stall like crazy. Fair here. enough. No, yeah, no, it's, it, that's totally fair. Yeah, we appreciate Bill, you know, coming on last minute. We, we, yeah. but I mean, but, who didn't like Soul Plane? I mean, I could probably take Soul Plane. That was a good movie, <laughs> but I'm not gonna do that. Uh, you know what? Oh, this is tough. Can I take Shrek Shaun who? of the Dead? Can I fit that in anywhere? Yeah, if uh... I put if I put Dodgeball at Blockbuster. I can make Shaun of the Dead my wild card, and I'll do that. Okay. I think you're good then. Okay. Because yeah. it's a little comedy and a little bit of horror. It's a movie that I love. I think it's a fantastic movie if you like comedy, if you like horror. It was kind of like Zombieland before Zombieland, mm-hmm. and you know all of those movies by those guys are great. I think this might be the best one, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you have so you have three straight-up comedies in this. Well, technically, Shaun of the Dead, the horror. True, true. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. All right. But <laughs> strong comedy year, though. You know, you're playing to the strengths. I don't, I don't mind that. Uh, Nick, your comedy not on the board yet. So you thought that was pretty deep, I'm guessing. Yeah, I did. And I, I feel pretty I feel pretty comfortable going. I'm going to take a comedy yeah, here. Take Napoleon Dynamite. Just take it. Yeah, I was gonna, I was going to take Napoleon Dynamite because I feel like that's a safe pick. I did not expect Bill to go with three comedies in this. I thought for sure the third person was going to get Anchorman, but it's crazy. Like I know people say comedy is dead. It's just, it's, I think it's going through an evolutionary process. Of course, we still get some good stand-up stuff on Netflix and we see a lot of comedy. We see more, I guess maybe we get more comedic elements in non-comedy movies now, but straight up comedies, those have kind of died off, but we'll see a resurgence at some point. Well, not to be the PC police here, but it is tough to really make an edgy comedy movie these days because you really have to toe the line well, or just not give a shit about what anybody thinks about your film. So it's, it, I think it's, I think we're doing a little bit of that. And I think a lot of the good comedy people of our time kind of faded quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they were part of a different era. I don't, but I don't, it's, it's, that's why I say it's not dead. It's just, it's in a dormant period now because I think as a society, we're just going through a lot of changes and we're realizing certain things that were thought to be funny now just are friggin like a whole things to say and people are and we're learning who can say certain things and who can't and whatever. So before we were getting too philosophical on all this, I'm taking Napoleon okay. Dynamite. Everyone knows, uh, you know, the, the funniest thing in all comedy is to explain comedy. So I think, I think we're, we're really hitting the nail on the head right now. Well, I am the funniest person in the DSG. So I think it's, you know, I have to be talking about this kind yes. of stuff. If Nick's operating system has been uploaded to understand the theory of comedy, but he hasn't quite yet mastered comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Napoleon Dynamite here. I don't need to say anything else. Vote for Pedro. Steal of a pick, though. That's a great pick this late. Thank you. Okay, so this is coming to me for my final two picks here. I have Action Adventure open, and I have Horror or Animated. Okay, so for Action Adventure, uh, there's a lot of really good options here. Uh, Kill Bill Volume 2, I feel bad leaving that off. Day After Tomorrow, Born Supremacy. Friday Night Lights I loved, but I love Nick Cage. 
This is what the uh, movie. This is the Indiana Jones of our generation. I can love this. Watch this movie at any point in time, whether it's on TNT and just get sucked in, get Shawshank for it. Uh, National Treasure. This could be a blockbuster, but it's an action adventure movie. Uh, so give me a National Treasure uh, for that. Uh, a big, big Nick Nick Cage fan. And my horror animated. It's so stupid. I just don't get it. Why? Well, I, I love it. Hey, you know, you like what you like. What, what can you? The heart wants what a heart wants. I will say that, like Nick Cage. Then I mean, I, I watched the movie as a kid, but Nick Cage then versus what we saw in the. Um, what was the Netflix special? The, the Origins of Swear Words or whatever that thing was I called? I that yet, actually. You still, all right, I don't want to ruin it for you. I'm not going to say anything then. But watch I, I, it. Don't, I don't care. I mean, seriously. Well, you, you, okay, the fee, you, you know how like whenever you have somebody where you like you laugh at them because they're so outrageous or because they do something, like, and then you don't, you hope that they don't realize that you're laughing at them because then they lean into it too much and then it doesn't necessarily work. Like Rossi, right, when it comes to his bad takes, he doesn't want to be cognizant of it because then he feels like he's going to either avoid it or try and lean into it too much where it becomes obvious. Nick Cage did that with his acting in that Netflix special. Oh, yeah, he's done that for like the last 10 years, I feel like, which I think is uh, you know part of part of his charm. Okay, did you feel like he'd done it in Ghost Rider and Ghost Rider 2? Yes. It's worse than this one. Okay. It's yeah, but that's, why, that's why you get Nick Cage. You don't get Nick Cage to play the straight guy. You get Nick Cage to be insane. I've actually never seen National Treasure. That is one that has escaped me my whole life, actually. Oh, I see. I think it's a fun time. I think I think you have a good time with it. It's, it's you know, cheeky and uh, corny and all that kind of stuff, but it's fun. I love <laughs> Nick Cage, so I will watch it eventually. But it's he he jumps the shark on it or whatever. Like he goes a step too far, is what I'm saying. I, yeah. you know, tell That's me Nick what Cage. you watch. Okay, all right. Well, I'm not a Nick Cage guy. All right, so I, I whatever. Well, I'm not a Nick Fryer guy. So we're all good. oh well, there, there we go. There's the shots that we've been waiting for. Uh, mark that Nick. That's at 48. I'm not marking shit for this dickhead. Go ahead, make okay. another pick. My last one with a. Were you caught off guard again, Wes? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I've been prepared for this draft for three yeah, weeks. Yeah, we were we were talking here. So. Mm. Uh, so you know, I, I was thinking about M Night Shyamalan, uh, a movie there, but I, that's a really like I, I saw this movie in theaters in good faith. I don't think I can pick it. It's not really a horror movie, uh, but so I'm gonna go with Open Water. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, but this is based off a true story, uh, and it's just basically this couple goes snorkeling oh, on their yeah. honeymoon and gets caught uh, off water, and they get eaten by sharks overnight. And it's one of those movies that like. You know, you get anxious if it's like inside of a plane or in a submarine, and just the idea of being in like a wide open area could still feel very suffocating and that type of anxiety. Like, like I don't know if you ever seen like Gravity, like that type of like anxiety feeling that you have when they're out in space. Like that's the same type of thing there. It's what not a movie? traditional horror movie, but uh, that's yeah, it could be. You know, anything with a shark, I'll give you horror, right? I mean, Jaws, Jaws is horror. What was that movie where the guy like cut his arm off just five? Was that twenty-seven hours or whatever it was? Yeah, one hundred twenty-seven hours. One hundred twenty-seven. Yeah, twenty-seven hours is probably extreme to cut your arm off, but yeah. um, <laughs> it is like one of those like they're just kind of out in the middle of the ocean the whole time, like kind of one or two camera shots, just you know they're just chilling, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, I I saw it younger, like it probably wouldn't interest me much now, but I remember that really, uh, really messed with me at a young age. Especially yeah, living out, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but living out in Cape Cod where there's sharks. <laughs> Brag. <laughs> Wait, you you what? He lives in Cape Cod where they have uh, time to time have yeah. sharks. Yeah, in Cape Cod. Yeah, exactly. As I said, on Cape Cod, it doesn't. That's oh yeah, tomato, tomato. tomato. <laughs> oh oh really? A real true Cape Codder wouldn't say that. No, I just don't have patience for to have this conversation. We're, we're 50 minutes in here. I'm trying to be cognizant of our guest time here. 
Oh, all right, fair enough. All right, all right, all right. I don't, really, the whole I don't really give a shit about Billy. I don't know why he's here. So, all right, I'm in a tough spot now because I have two picks that I want to go with, and I have to either go with my heart or kind of my heart, but at the same time, I feel like this one will get better votes. And these are two movies that aren't necessarily beloved, but I, I for me, they are. I, I think The Punisher, um, was it Thomas Jane? I, I don't care. Yeah. That, that was, I think that's an underrated movie. I think it was yeah. a, like, if you make that now with him, it's it does a lot better because it, there are just some things about it that make it clunky. But in general, Punisher is supposed to be a clunky individual as well. So I, uh, in the way he moves and fights and everything, so I really like that one. I want I part of me wants to go with that, but also my heart really wants to go with Van Helsing, which I am unapologetic and loving. I know I think is it Mac and Goo? They hate Van Helsing. I don't. I mean, it's not. Look, it's not. Like, I thought I, for sure you were taking Christmas with the Cranks because that came out in two thousand and four yeah. as well. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not taking it here. It, um, it was like sixth on your Christmas list, though. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it's number eight. Number eight ahead of Home Alone, famously. I think. Hmm, I swear to God, that movie did make me cry. By the way, Christmas with the Cranks. I'm not. I wasn't kidding about that. Uh, let's see. All right, I'm gonna. Yeah, he'll do that to you. All right, I am. I'm gonna go with my heart here. I really want to go with Punisher, but I'm gonna go with Van Helsing here because I I love that movie. I can put that is a movie where if it popped on anywhere, I think you should be on FXX for a while. If it popped on, I'm watching it thousand percent. I don't care what anybody says. So I just handed you the Punisher on a silver platter, Bill. I don't want it because uh, I I don't it I, it is the only category I have left, but. I am a big Michael Mann guy. I know he was mentioned earlier in the podcast. He's had a lot of uh, great movies. I studied him in film class growing up, those big scenic scape shots. Um, you know, but I love the movie Collateral. I'm a huge Tom Cruise guy. Jamie Foxx blew me away in this movie. The ending's great. The, you know, the coloring of this movie is really nice. It's really gritty. And um, it's a great story. It's basically like a modern day uh what was that movie with uh, Dave Bautista where he hopped in the Uber? That's <laughs> like the Hitman or whatever the hell it was. So it's oh, a really cool kind of yeah, Stuber. <laughs> a really kind of cool concept of like oh you know he, he gets the taxi and all of a sudden you know he's this uh, driver for a Hitman and it's it's a pretty amazing movie and it has one of the greatest lines I've ever heard. It's like you killed him. He's like I didn't kill him. The bullet in the fall killed him. So it, it, a lot of good lines in this one as well. A little yeah. bit of comedy as well. So. Uh, and it was uh, a box office smash. I think it made $222 million or something. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, Jamie Foxx does a really good job of kind of playing this, like, it's kind of like the same role that he does in Electro, this kind of, like, loser guy who finds this, uh, you know, self-confidence and strength midway through the movie, but he's kind of like a nerd throughout the beginning. Like, that's kind of what he does in a, with Electro in Spider-Man 2, right? Mm. Yeah, pretty it's much like what he does. Kind of, kind of the same thing. Uh, I love that pick. I think that's a great pick here. How about a couple uh, – before we, we go through our list here, a couple honorable mentions. Uh, Ocean's 12. Mm-hmm. That made uh, great movie. Office. I think that's the worst of the Oceans, uh, even including really? Ocean's Yeah. Yeah, I do. I don't like the European uh, stealing from like the thief off sort of thing. Like I don't like that. That's not for me. Is, that, is it Silver is – is it not Silver Fox? Is the that right? Fox, the Night, Night Fox. Fox. Okay. Uh, me, me mm. Boxer – Meet the Fockers, not the Foxers. Mm. <laughs> uh, that was another uh, good option there. A uh, cellular. Do you ever see that? Chris Pine, Kim Basinger, Jason Statham. That's a good action movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that a couple of times. Just because it's been like on TV. Like, yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like a good HBO type of like uh, mind numbing action movie. You know, Jason Statham uh, plays the bad guy, right? 
Yes, William H. Macy is a cop in there, as you might guess. Uh, Born Supremacy, I think we mentioned. Kill Bill Volume 2. Mm -hmm. uh, walking Tall, like early rock movie. Yep. Pretty good, based on a true story, too. I like it. I think he's walking around with a two-by-four, which I really appreciate. Like, a lot of people don't like that one because older people think the original was like a, a phenomenal movie. I've never seen the original, but he's really good in that. I like Friday. Did we mention Friday Night Lights? And, um, no, we haven't. That's a great one as well. Uh, Club Dread's another one. Yes. Yeah, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Uh, you know, cult comedies, if you want to talk about that. Euro Trip. Uh, the Girl Next Door. I had a great Team America, uh, World Police. Um, Nick, I'm surprised you didn't take Hellboy. Uh, you know, I, I know you're a big Hellboy fan. That was out there. Oh, shit. That came out this year, too. That's right. Fuck. I forgot about that. That is such a better movie than the... Look, I, I don't hate the Hellboy that came out. Was it last year or the year before? I do not hate it like everybody else does. I think, and Davies, I, I think that's the, the Davies' worst movie ever. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think for the Mac and Goo uh, hot dog scale or whatever, you have the Equator, and then I think Hellboy is like the next tier down, and that's like six hot dogs. And I understand why everybody hates it, and I will admit that it's not a good movie, but it's the thing – like easily admit that it's not a good movie. But the thing with that one is it, like when you read the comics – it makes a lot of sense for what they did. I think it was a terrible decision on their part because you're looking at a very, as much as it's a big comic, it's still like a smaller audience and you, sh you could be reaching. So I didn't think, that, I thought the Ron Perlman ones were much better done, but I'm still happy with my list, but that is a good call, Wes. I, I can't believe I didn't even have that down. Damn it. Couple, couple dramas on the list here. Man on Fire, Denzel, our boy mm. Denzel making a, a list. The, the Terminal uh, with Tom Hanks. That was kind of a fun movie. Uh, crash, you know, that kind of felt like, I don't know if this started or was like right in the middle of those, uh, serendipitous and inter like interacting, interweaving lives of everyone, you know, type movies, the Valentine's days, the crazy, stupid loves, right. That, those like those style of movies crash might be a little overrated, but that was very popular in the year, uh, closer, you know, if you're a big Natalie Portman fan, you might like this movie, uh, uh, Clive, Clive Owen, uh, who else is it? Jude Law? You know, it's a pretty, pretty interesting movie. Ho Hotel Rwanda, uh, famously referred to uh, by the Mac and Goo podcast, right? The the Hotel Rwanda podcast, I, I believe they they refer to themselves. They were the podcast of procrastination, now. Yes, yeah. Uh, Shrek 2, big movie. I was movie just going to say, that was the highest grossing domestic box office, I believe. Yeah, not a big Shrek guy, though. Polar Express. Polar yeah, I, I was never. I, I I just didn't like the animation style and that. that yeah, behind it. Uh, Dawn of the Dead, pretty mm. good horror movie. Like that horror yep. movie. That was the remake. I think that was. Uh, who who did that? Is uh um, it's an actor that Mac or a director Mac doesn't like. Is it Ryan James Johnson? Gunn? Ryan Johnson, James Gunn. I don't know. It might be Ryan Johnson. It might be uh, the Snyder cut, Zack Snyder. Oh, right? it is Zack Snyder. I think I looked that. I looked this one up because this is one of the few horror movies I've actually seen. Yeah, I've seen that too. It's a good one. My brother used to own it. I watched that one. Okay, so that's enough of the honorable mentions. Oh, one uh, more day after tomorrow. Just throwing that out there. I don't yes. know. I, like, that was a blockbuster. And I thought that that was really popular, but I feel like that it hasn't aged well at all. I'm not sure. I mean, that was supposed to be the end of the world coming in, what, 2008 for that one or something like that? That's probably 2012. It was probably the Mayan calendar stuff. Because there was a 20, was there a 2012 movie too? Yeah, right? it was 2012, the day after tomorrow, there's Deep Impact, there's Armageddon, there's all you know, all these kind of brother-sister type of movies. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, you know, superhero movie list, uh, Blade Trinity. Yeah, probably the second best blade. Uh no, it was the worst blade. And if, if the best blade is well, the first the blade, the original blade and the second one are both awesome, and that those movies do not get enough credit for starting like the comic book uh or superhero 
movie genre because that was, those played a huge part in it. They started, they rolled, they, they got the ball rolling. There's All a, right. there's a bar in Boston, which I can't wait for it to open back up. It's called JM Curly's. Hopefully it didn't go out of business and they play like weird alt, like rap and rock from the nineties and blade all three blades on a loop on the screen. Up. Like every time I've ever been in there, it's that's just blade. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Billy, what do you got on your build a cinema theater 2004? I'll tell you what, no girl's going to want to go to my theater or no. at least it's, it doesn't have any like classic chick flicks as you would call them, but I got yeah. Anchorman. Oh, because the movie's got it. Okay. Yeah. Legend. Well, nobody's going to want to go to a movie with me. Anchorman, the legend of wrong burgundy. Dodgeball, a true underdog story. So this was the big year of the uh, semicolon comedy. Yeah. Uh, Saw for horror, uh, Troy for drama, Shaun of the Dead for the wild card, and Collateral is my action movie. Very nice. Nick, what do you got out of the two spot? All right. Well, I did not think I was going to get Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban and Spider-Man, yet here I am. Spider-Man 2, excuse me, yet here I am. Uh, Harry Potter is going to go under my blockbuster. I feel like it's I don't know if it made a little bit more, but it just seems like more of a blockbuster type thing than Spider-Man 2, as amazing as that is. Uh, for my comedy, I have Napoleon Dynamite, which took me a little while to see. I mean, it just looked so stupid at first, but everybody was watching it. And this was I was still a kid. I think I was like in sixth grade. So like, I, I got to see it. Everybody's seeing it. And of course, you know, I, I, I always remember the, the butterfly stuff in addition to Uncle Rico and Vote for Pedro. Uh, Love Kip. For... for, for <laughs> Horror animated. Uh, I went the horror route with my horror action movie, Van Helsing, which I love. Hugh Jackman, my guy. I Honestly, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. I mean, like, X-Men Origins Wolverine. I kind of like that movie, too. Um, then for drama, I have The Notebook. And for wild card utility, I have the animated hit, The Incredibles, which is also a blockbuster. All right, so for uh, a little bit of reflection uh, at the top of the marquee on the Wesley Sykes Build a Cinema 2004 theater is The Passion of the Christ. Come and repent in your sins. Uh, for Action Adventure, we have National Treasure, another Christ-like figure in Nicolas Cage. Uh, comedy, we have Mean Girls uh, for the ladies. Maybe all the women who are, aren't going to Billy's Theater would like to go to mine <laughs> instead. Uh, horror animated, we have Open Water. Everyone loves a good horror flick. Uh, drama, we have The Butterfly Effect. Ashton Kutcher, <laughs> very easy on the eyes. Uh, and then Wild Card Utility, along came Polity, a, a romantic rom-com. You can have a little fun. And be tossed mm -hmm. popcorn around. You know, cut a hole in the bottom. Who knows? <laughs> did you guys try to hand this one to me on purpose? Like, did you guys talk about this beforehand? I, I don't. I mean, I think Wes is automatically last, but I think I might win this. He what won the mean? last one. I went with my heart here. You know, I'm just, I'm just doing me. Mm -hmm. right. I think sometimes out of the three spot, that's probably your best bet. Yeah. You know? no. I mean, you when got me girls, girls off the board. You know, I go with the heart. Yeah, Mean Girls is going to do a lot for you, though. That's true. Yeah, that's we'll a big see. one. I I really wanted that one. And I thought I didn't think I, I thought I was going to get that one too at, at number two. I really I really liked my spot, but whatever. Okay, it happens. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that brings us over to the quarantine corner, where Bill, I'm sure you know from listening to the show, we talk about whatever's on our mind. Like, I don't think any other podcast has ever done that before. So mm -hmm. it may seem a little revolutionary for you, but <laughs> anything going on for you um, aside from PCP and I've heard both ways. Not really. I mean, I had a rough, rough eating weekend. I think I put on about five pounds uh, over this weekend, and I had been doing the fasting all week. So I got down 
you know, in a acceptable weight, jeans were fitting okay. And then, of course, this weekend I rewarded myself with uh, some six seams, some pizza, some nice. wings. Uh, late night Wendy's run last night as well. So Attaboy. it was rough. It was rough. But so you're on that goo diet. Yeah, sometimes, you know, goo. Yeah, sometimes you just got to do it. I love what? it. I, I think it's great. So I watched uh, The Little Things on HBO Max, and I know uh, – so I, I think uh, Dork Podcast is talking about that this week or tonight or tomorrow. Uh, but so I, I that was, of course, starring Jared Leto, uh, Rami Malek, and Denzel Washington. Uh, it's on HBO Max, but I didn't already mention that. So it's supposed to be kind of a crime th- thriller, and it kind of follows a pace. Like I feel like it's cut from a similar cloth of like – uh, uh neo noir style kind of wants to be seven esque and like Jared Leto is painted as supposed to be this villain type and you think he's supposed to be this like maniacal perfect type of villain uh like the perfect type of serial killer or murderer in this type of situation and it, I was just disappointed with it it didn't really materialize the way I wanted it to it took the the twist at the end of it I thought was like it turned from uh, what could be a really good co- crime thriller into like a cautionary tale, and I'm like, ah, no thanks. Oh, I like that. I'm surprised you didn't like that. Yeah, I watched. I, I did catch that this weekend. In addition to watching Jojo Rabbit, which I put off watching that. Oh, you hadn't seen it? No, I put. I wait, wait. That and Knives Out. I haven't seen either one of them. And I, I've been putting them off for way too long. And Jojo Rabbit did not friggin' disappoint. I cried I like a baby at at least two points in that movie. There was well, look, it's been far enough removed. I know this isn't a Jojo Rabbit, you know, episode or whatever. We're not going to do one. But um, spoilers, if you have, if you're like me and waited forever to watch it, when I saw his mom's fucking shoes, oh, oh my god, I, mean, I, I, was like, I, I was like, I can't, I, I didn't cry, but I was just like, I had a hollow feeling in my chest. I was like, I, what the fuck? Like the, the rest of the movie, I just like, okay, great, whatever. But she, you killed ScarJo? ScarJo oh. was amazing. Everyone was uh, brilliant in that movie, but she was exceptional. Yeah. I didn't. You haven't seen it? No, i got to watch it. God damn it. Why didn't you stop me? Yeah, you should have stopped that means, me. That means nothing to me. I don't know what that means. Oh, come on. You know I it's don't know. Like no, 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 no. You, you won't know what it means. And then the ending scene, I also bawled like a giant baby. I mean, it was just a beautifully done movie. Yeah. Uh, great comedy, great heart. I didn't see it in the theaters either, but like Mac was so you know vehement that this was something you had to watch, and when I watched it, I was blown away. Yeah, he said that like you know the, the World War II has been they talked about and Hitler and all has been done up so many different times, even in you know American cinema and whatnot, and they really they handled it very differently here, and they did a really good job. They just hit on like everything. The two kid actors in it too, phenomenal. Blown away, like unreal. It was. It's uh, Wes. I am so pissed that you didn't stop me because I don't able to enjoy it fully. He don't will. Not. <laughs> I know, but still, you know how mad I got when you said the thing to me about um. I haven't. Even, I still haven't seen that fucking movie. I, I got mad at you over it. What the hell was it? Oh, the oh, Star Born. Yes, yeah, Star Born. Right. Yeah, that's it. Lady Gaga. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but all right, what's going on? This well, I watch. I also watched. This is a quick shout out on HBO Max. I've seen this movie before, but I know uh, in the, in the DSG chat we were talking about uh, great drug movies. I think that was brought up on Mac and Goo at some point. Um, HBO Max has a good drug movie right now, Savages. Uh, if you've ever seen it, I forget who directs it, but it's a, an action packed. It has Benicio del Toro. It's got uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Quicksilver guy there. Uh, it's also got uh, uh, Riggs from uh, Friday Night Lights. Uh, what's Taylor Kitsch? Oh, 
Uh, you got you got your girl. Uh, what's her name from the town there? Blake Lively, who yep. uh, they have some nice three way sacks. If you're interested in that, a lot of drugs, John Travolta, marijuana, Mexican cartel, uh, Selma Hayek's in it. It's good stuff. Uh, I Taylor Kitsch is dead to me. That guy stinks. He was Gambit. Sucks. Awful. Yeah. Hey. Can't screw that character up. Sorry. Uh, but actually, think he's bringing up best drug movies. I don't know if Mac and Gouge are going to do it, but I feel like that is in PCP's wheelhouse because you guys talk about music more than anybody, and I feel like drugs and music kind of go hand in hand, don't they? They do. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, baby. Yeah, Sick. exactly. So maybe you should do one. Maybe you should do an episode on like the best cocaine movie, the best heroin movie, and then by the end of it, you can do just a best, best drug movie, something like that. Not much more drugs. Drug market. I like this. <laughs> yes, just do you know, just do it on drugs first, and then do drug movies, just so that if you have a little context, you can talk about it. And then and then maybe release it on four twenty. You know who knows? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but actually, uh, we're up to this week in DSG. And Bill, what are you guys doing? Um, follow to follow up your uh, talk about Mein Kampf. <laughs> well, after that, we are, of course, going to do the best Super Bowl halftime shows. I believe a top 11. Uh, if you've never heard that before, it's Podcasters Dozen. I have some definitive views. I think Rossi likes uh, crappy old guy bands. So it could be a very weird list, but I'm hoping he has some sense uh, to put some of the younger pop people up there, too. And then uh, I've heard of both ways is doing episode 11, which is a psych classic. OK, is that on the is that on the PCP audio channel still? It is. Uh, we've been slowly uploading them. We should be getting them all up uh, within the next couple of days. Tell, hey, Rossi, if you're listening, fucking let's go. I want to listen to this shit. I like to, I watch them, but I'm also working when I'm watching them, so I can only half listen. I'd like to listen to it when I work out, like I do with Mac and Goo, which this week they did uh, the 2020 Mac and Goo Vault. And then I believe Wes already mentioned that hashtag dork is, we think, doing the little things uh, the mm-hmm. that's on HBO yep. Max now. And, of course, TLDR, we're talking comics, as I mentioned. I will be talking about the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, five-issue series from Marvel. I don't know what Doc's talking about yet. And, of course, Doc is one of our three streamers that you can go follow on Twitch. We also have Shime over there and Davey West. Uh, anything? Before, actually, what are we, did we decide what we're doing next week or TBD? No, we wanted, you want to uh, – it was your idea, right? What was um... – Yes. Okay. I'm not sure how we're going we're gonna to label uh, this exactly yet. You're, you, know, you usually figure out the headlines. like You can figure out last minute. But – one of the movies, I actually mentioned this earlier, um, Wolverine Origins. Of course, mm-hmm. everybody talks about how good Hugh Jackman was, but that movie gets shit on all the time. It is not without its flaws, like most movies, but I do think that it gets it catches a little more shit than uh, it necessarily deserves. So I am going to talk with Wes next week about why that is a better movie than everybody says, and we'll see. I, I guess it's going to be an old-fashioned debate, and I'm going to be arguing for a movie that I don't think is as bad as everybody says it is. Okay. Well, as long as you're not comparing it to Logan, you're good. <laughs> well, yeah. Obviously. I, I might compare it to Logan and say it's a better movie than that, and then we'll have a, a poll on see who won the debate. <laughs> okay. I That's... need an easy win right now. Just yeah. be a <laughs> well, you might win this one. Who knows? I could, I, I could be wrong. I think I have this one on lock. But, uh, Billy, where can everybody find you besides PCP? And um, I've heard it both ways. You can find me on all the social media channels, even on Peloton if you want, at BillyD2411. How does that work? You can just playing? follow my workouts if you download the Peloton app if you already have one. Oh, right. are you sure? I love it. Are you sure you want people following there? Because then, I mean, it might be too much for some people to handle me thinking, you know, thinking of me that sweaty. But you know, if you want to, feel free. I more so meant that now you're actually going to have to work out. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I do about four to five, sometimes six times a week, depending on you know if I do legs at the gym or not. Do you how how long? Do you, I've never done. Do you have a Peloton? Right? No, you don't have. I know you don't have Peloton. Um, yeah. It's too expensive. I'm not paying two k for that. Yeah, and you and I both just go to the gym all the time, so I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, the bike that I broke, the new one that would have I would have replaced it with would have been about twenty five hundred dollars. Oh. Like my real bike, and I can yeah. only ride that in like four months. Right. Okay. Well, I understand how it's a sound investment. And, and you get hit by cars too. So. Yeah. <laughs> that is also true. Really, I, I've been meaning to bring this up. Did you put together the question on the superlative documentary? Uh, did you put together the majority of those questions? Uh, the ones that were remaining, I think it was about half and half. So the the basketball question, I'm uh, very intrigued. This one is as good. Did you put that one together specifically? I think I did, and I don't know what any of you would look like athletically now, besides Nick because he was a college athlete. Now, did you or did you not get injured playing pickup basketball? Like seriously injured? Uh, four or five times, but I looked dynamite while doing it. <laughs> I answered. I got all the questions uh, answered. I just want to make sure. Okay. Well, with that then, Wes, until next time. Uh, same bat time, same bat place. Dropping dimes on your ass. <laughs>